Welcome to Mirror Fitness, the official podcast of Great Lakes Stainless, episode 26. Today we had Brad Van Wingerden uh, on, and uh, it's me and Mike. Travis is up in, not Petoskey, what's it called? No, Cross Village. Cross Village area. Yep, getting, uh, who's that? What's he, is he delivering a countertop or something? Uh, he's delivering a countertop and then uh, meeting, a, meeting a builder and looking at a job up there. Nice. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, Brad was uh, it was great. I uh, talked about uh, a lot about the Navy, his time in the Navy. I think he said he did six years there, and kind of just his history um, working in the woodworking industry and how we came here and all the, the I guess his big thing has been the software mm-hmm. development. Uh, it's really helped us out, and apparently, uh, who who did you say like came up to? Uh, so trained. Solder oh. Woodworking came up to see the software, see how we used it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. So, yeah. Uh, Brad's done a lot for us, and uh, it was really good having him on. I hope to have him back. I mean, it sounds like the Navy stories are almost endless. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, and we talked about my arachnophobia, which... Yeah, I sure. I, sure, I don't want to be too critical, because I share that. My make my kids kill all the spiders in the house. So. Yeah. I just... Snakes, no big deal. Rats, no big deal. Mice, I can, whatever. But uh, for some reason, and I don't know the source. I do. I have no memory of the if there was even a trigger event. But it's a it's genetic there. human fear, huh? It is. Yeah, that, no, that's that, true. That's yep. snakes and spiders. Snakes and spiders. Yeah, for sure. <coughs> but uh, we are still gearing up, looking like we have a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. We talked, uh, Brad right now is working on uh, airport, uh, was it, what's it called, Henry Ford? No, 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 no. Uh, Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford um, yep. Airport down in Grand Rapids. New ticket counters. Uh, we also talk about one of our employees' opinions on the appearance of said ticket counters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the existing ticket The existing counters. ticket yes, counters, yeah. Yep, we are, device. yeah, we're giving them an upgrade. Um, so, and it looks like I've been seeing interviews. Are we, are we hiring? We're still hiring? Uh, I think so, yep. yeah. Check out yeah. the website, careers tab for uh, all available positions. And don't be afraid just to send us an email with your resume. We'll make sure Melanie gets it. And don't be afraid to contact us in general. Uh, the, <laughs> um, I, I do want to... Uh, I want to connect more with the fans, Mike. That's yes. My, yes. That's my goal. So mirror finish at greatlegstainless.com. Uh, also go on the website under the news section. Check out all the podcasts that we've released. Check out our Instagram feed. We're also on Facebook. Just search for Great Lakes Stainless. And definitely review us. That is probably the one thing that helps us out the most with exposure. Uh, we are hoping to have, uh, I think, Tony Anderson from Cherryland, right? We're trying to... Yeah, we're going to see if they want to do a podcast together. We're going to see where that goes. Yep, they've got a podcast too I've subscribed to. And it's they. What's what I like about it is you get the perspective from the industry. Uh, I think there's a lot of... And not, not that there would be a whole lot of public understanding about the ins and outs of the electric industry, but it's good to hear how... Yeah, most most it, people's it understanding, uh, you know, including mine is, uh, you know... Switch, switch switch up light on. <laughs> yeah. Pay Bill. Switch up. Complain light about on. Bill. Yeah, right. Pay Bill anyway. <laughs> but actually they talk about that, about the cost and how um Chairland is uh, like like a lot of power companies uh are pushing for renewable, but again it's up to the public really. They can't just 
say we're going renewable, especially Cherry Landing, a nonprofit co-op. Uh, it's their uh, customer or consumer owned, so it's really up to the public. So if you um, don't bitch about high electric prices and not having renewable at the same time, because it's really up to the consumer. You want renewable, then vote for it. You know, mm-hmm. be the change you want to be, Mike. That's where I'm going with that. Be the change. Yeah, we got. Do we got that's hanging on a sign and be the change you yeah. want to see in the world. Yeah, Paul. wasn't that was that Shaquille O'Neal that said that? Maybe. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably. Mike Tyson was it? Probably one? Mike okay. Tyson. Yes, that's where I look for my uh, life affirming quotes. Yes, right. So, man, we just saw a video clip this morning. Something on uh, oh Tyson. There's a news. Yeah, Tyson oh. behind, behind the bar. How fast his fists yep. still are? At fifty-two. Son of a gun, man. That was quick. You, you saw that one? Yes. That, yeah. I mean, I can't even pretend to do it as no, fast as the that guy, guy was. I mean, can you imagine getting hit by that guy even now, much less in his prime? And the nice thing was, you know, you probably only feel the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Pop, flash, pain, and yeah. nothing Black, else. Black, wake up in the hospital. Wake up in the hospital, right? Yeah. It's just, I, oh. I mean, if you go back and look at some of his old videos, just people getting hit and these are professional fighters have been doing it for years and he tags them once and the surprise on their face like <laughs> i think i just got hit by a truck like, yeah basically yeah yeah i remember his man the old thing going around it's like would you would you take a punch from mike tyson for 10 million bucks i'm like hell no because <laughs> your life is over right because he gets you right oh. and yeah you're just yeah. You're a vegetable the rest of your life yeah that, yep and I've heard that, like, he, um, he's, like, really, apparently, he had a really crappy, abusive childhood, and then whoever, like, trained him kind of got a hold of him. Oh, Don King? Well, no, it wasn't the promoter. It was the co- his coach. Oh, whatever, okay. And basically just turned him into a machine and said, you feel nothing. You are nothing. The only thing that matters is the fight. And just turned him into a machine. And then, you know, when you raise someone like that, People are like, obviously not excusing any of his crimes, but it does explain them. That's like, yeah, he, he didn't raised have, someone uh, like that. He, yeah, he no guidance, some, no moral some, guidance. Yeah, or some poor, poor moral guidance. Right. So, you know, but uh, yeah, that video was nuts, seeing that dude at 52. And he's still yeah. massive. He's right. not like, it's not like Arnold where, you know, it's all, all the muscles kind of not there anymore. <laughs> and granted, Arnold's like in his 70s. But right. And nor is Arnold sitting here. That's true. I would never have said that. You know. No um, muscles. Yeah. I'll show you I'll muscles. Show you muscles. Puny man. <laughs> but yeah, he's still... So... Ah, good for him. You know? Yeah. But uh, anyway. Yep. Um, definitely review us. Helps us out a lot. Uh, check us out on all the social media. And here is episode 26 with Brad Van Wingerden. on uh, Joe Ford Airport. Two oh, counters. okay. Getting those ready to release, doing a prototype. So nice. that's uh, 
made pretty good sized projects. So. Yeah, you're saying it's a pretty big job, right, Mike? Yeah. So uh huh. It's a good one, definitely. <laughs> yes, to replace the uh, counters. What did Joe say yesterday? I didn't even. <laughs> it was terrible. He said that place is such a skank hole. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It just right. I mean, I've never. I mean, the oh, the, the, those ticket counters are some of the ugliest I've ever seen. Are they? Yeah, I've never. I mean, I think I might have been there. Just like this aqua blue color, solid surface. Just, just uh, no, just terrible. I mean, you just look at them, you're like, ugh. Huh. So, well, they would be much more attractive now. What are they? Uh, what material are we using? Um, it's a lot of. Uh, well, it's. Light and dark gray stone, okay. and they got a cool uh, special material called snakeskin. And uh, yes, I remember getting <coughs> samples of that. It's, yeah. a, it's like a it's a metal, and right? And it, but it's got like a it almost looks thing. like zippers stacked together. Okay. That's what it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So. I can see that for sure. So, how long have you been uh, doing what you're doing here? Um. Well, I started out um, probably ninety-eight. Uh, Not here, though. Not here. Oh, no. you're talking about here at either way. Great Lakes. I have been here since uh, 2012. Okay, fall 2012. So, but you've been doing like drawing and engineering since '98. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much. Where did you start off doing that? Um, company called Concepts, which no longer exists. So um, it was a um, company that was owned by the Summerfields. Uh, did a lot of airline, airport type stuff, ticket counters, gate podiums, things like that. Okay. And uh, um, started up the company, I think in 83, 84, as TriCraft. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I worked there as a teenager, just out on the floor. Uh, and then I did a bit in the uh, service, mm-hmm. six years in the service. I came back uh, going to school at NMC and working at Concepts, uh, which I think was started in 90, early 90s. I can't remember exactly what year it was. but Okay. So I did that for uh, a couple of years there, and then... Uh, <clears throat> My dad and I branched off and started our own company. Did that for a little bit, and uh, uh, right after 2001 hit, or 2000, yeah, 2001, 9/11, oh, uh, yeah. economy kind of tanked a little bit, and sure. was finding it hard to to uh, keep going with that. So I ended up leaving and going to work for a company called Iwood, which no longer exists. It's kind of yeah. sounding bad. Oh, man. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. like the Black Widow. <laughs> so, for, yeah. For wood companies. I just, wood, the, yeah, the wood industry is a tough industry. Uh, and that's why when uh, uh, I was asked about coming to work here at Great Lakes Stainless, you know, and seeing the strength that this company uh, was at at the time, it seemed like a good move. You know, I was pretty happy where I was at, but... Yeah. You know, looking for you know a little bit more diversity, and that's kind of the fun part about the stuff that we do is there's just a ton of diversity. It's not yeah. like repetitive stuff over and over again, like you know building boxes and stuff. Yeah. You know, I always enjoy doing more of the custom stuff, and yeah. it's like every project we do is custom. So <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Asking you shall receive. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, 
I tell you, it was it was a tough transition. It was a you know trying to get your head wrapped around a whole new industry and um, uh, you know learning new software and uh, I know when I started early on, I could see the need to uh, really you know develop the 3D modeling and uh, you know with everybody kind of doing their own thing, it was something that I saw I could help out with and kind of dove into that head first and it was trial by fire oh man so sure. yeah we had i don't know first would, first uh, michigan <laughs> yeah i would do East things quad. Little, i would do things a little differently <laughs> than i think it was south quad actually south quad yeah twice the size of east quad yep. huge job yeah, let's try mind. something brand new with this one just dove in head first then huh? yep. oh yeah without even seeing how deep the water was <laughs> yeah yep. That's a, that's a pretty accurate description, wouldn't you, Brad? Yeah. yeah was, <laughs> Yelp, he says. <laughs> so we learned a lot of it was that. a shallow puddle. <laughs> like one of them, uh, with the circus divers, uh, 20 yeah. feet up, yeah, like 12 the, inches or something. Yeah, exactly. It's belly flop, you know, uh, right for the best. Yeah, I didn't realize it was 100 feet up, yeah. not 20 feet yeah, up. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I heard this uh, only the slightest tangentially related note, a really interesting interview. Um, about this girl, and now she left this uh, behind her. But at one point, she was, you know, really uh, suicidal. Okay. And um, so she jumped off of a bridge over a gorge somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Okay. I mean, this is like she's like not like thirty feet up into a river or something. This I mean, was into it, a little trickling up. creek down below, one hundred and fifty feet or something oh, insane height up. Boy. And. Uh, she happened to hit a moss-covered angled rock when she landed and uh, had some injuries, but just, like, was just yeah, just slid, like hit it just at the right angle and the right speed, where she just like fell 150 feet and was like, and ended up on a water slide. Ended up on a water slide. Okay. Yeah. Just laying down there. She, you know, she's like, talk about low points. Yeah. yeah. I, can't even, I can't even do that right. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Where'd you hear that? Yeah, someone NPR. I mean, it overall, it was an excellent interview, and she had you know really good things to say. You know, she did have a she wasn't paralyzed, but did have like a broken back, or she wasn't. Or was no, it was not. Oh wow, jeez, but, man! If I remember correctly, but next stop casino, huh? Just a mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> go buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, and they asked her, "You like, well, what were you thinking?" She's like, "I was just pissed. <laughs> just guess, yeah. pissed. You Come know? on, you know, right? You think finally it's all over and." This is not what oh, I expected. Oh, son of a! Yeah. <laughs> then you hear like a bear coming to the creek. It's like, oh, no, not this way. Right. Oh, man. So did you own that company with your dad? No. Okay. No, we, uh, what happened was um, I had a friend of mine um, who was, and I went to high school with Doug Street, uh, a friend of mine that was, Kind of buddies with Doug Street. I I knew I was more of an you know acquaintance mm -hmm. with him. I knew him. He knew me. Mm -hmm. um, but he was looking to start up streeters and uh, um, asked me to you know do some engineering work for him for you know bars and it ended up being a pretty large project for my dad and I and it kind of was the deciding factor. Do we want to do this? You know, it's a good chunk of work to get started with and we did a lot of that stuff right out of. My mom dad's garage okay and uh it wasn't like you know uh wasn't huge startup costs you know kept the overhead pretty low so um 
but uh, yeah, we, we did that pretty much the entire winter and into the spring of '98. Uh, and uh, you guys didn't have that Altendorf that we have in the barn, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Are you yeah. kidding? That was what is it? So yeah. the the same table saw that we started the wood shop. Oh yeah, the green here one. With, the green one, the big Altendorf. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that that was the same saw that that's Brad's dad. Yeah, my dad used and had gotten that uh, from Hammer. I don't know. I was they picked that up after I had left. Okay. The, the company. So. Um, so how was working with family? Um. Because you hear, I mean, don't mix family and business right. and stuff like that. I'm just curious, did you experience that? Yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it, was, it was good at times, and it was rough at times, you know. Okay, so uh, pretty much like anything, I guess. Yeah, I would, um, you know, you look back on your life, and um, when I got out, I went into the service. I went through the uh, Navy nuclear power program, and I knew... When I was in high school, I wanted to do something in engineering. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't really pushed a lot. So I just, you know, you're kind of a, you know, teenage kid kind of muddling your way through high yeah. school. I wasn't oh, yeah. real yeah. ambitious academically. And, you know, so now you're trying to figure out what do I do with the rest of my life. And uh, uh, I'd heard about the new program and, and uh, looked into it a little bit and tested well. So I was accepted in that. And that was probably one of the toughest things I've done to date mm-hmm. you know it was uh, it was a lot of work and um, yeah the big regret that I have is not pursuing that more you know now that you have a family and kids and uh, you know the the life that could have provided for them yeah. would have been a little bit better financially you know who knows what would have happened but you're talking like career Navy yeah well or, or nuclear or power anything I mean, oh okay was, yeah uh, the Navy, I was never going to be a, uh, a career for me. It was just a stepping stone. Okay. Uh, get some money for school. And that's why I came back. You know, when I left, I uh, was deciding. I was stationed out in Washington when I got out and uh, trying to dis- watch Washington, Washington State, State yeah, okay. up in uh, Bremerton and uh, trying to decide what I wanted to do at that point. And, you know, wasn't sure whether I wanted to come back home or, you know, start school out there. Uh, they had uh, University of Washington, which is a pretty good school. I was thinking about going there, you know, applying to go there. And uh, they had jobs in the shipyard, I remember. Uh, and uh, ended up deciding to come back home. Uh, and I don't really have any regrets about that. I was going to, they like said, to NMC. I was going to transfer uh, and ended up, you know, meeting my wife and, um, we got married in 98 and we've been married ever since. We've got five kids and, uh, yeah, it's been, you know, a good ride with, as far as that goes. Yeah. I mean, the Navy was going to be a career, uh, until the things with the Admiral's daughter, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, we're sure. going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. This yeah. Yeah. Recording. Recording. By the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, we now, okay. I was gonna say now that they uh, now that yeah, they can't, can't, can't not talk about it. <laughs> so I mean, no, we were talking about how you know I got a buddy in North Carolina that works at a nuclear power plant. Yeah, you're talking about the money, and man, he makes a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it was it's super difficult too. You know, the when he first got into it, he told me they paid for like ten months of his schooling. 
And he, he wanted to, he's like, man, you would be great. You'd love all this stuff. You should check it out. And I was going to, I had actually contacted the company or the plant or whatever and had lined up. Uh, well, <laughs> lined up an interview means they emailed me and said, can you be down here in three days? I'm like, I know. I can't. I can't. I have a full-time job. I can't just up and go. I'm a thousand miles away. And uh, what he also told me was, if you don't jump on this, they're always looking for the Navy nuclear right. guys because they're already trained. They've got all that stuff. It's, it's almost plug and play. They show up and they're good to go. Yeah. And they just got to get trained in the plants like specific you know procedures and safety protocols and stuff but as far as the work the theory they're, they're done so if you don't jump on this it's going to pass you by and, i mean that's what happened and that's all right but um he was making good money right out of college and then when he took um i guess it's, it's called a senior operator exam or to get your senior operator license and he said that was one of the hardest you were talking about how difficult it was mm -hmm. he said that's one of the hardest things he's ever done and this guy is smart if it wasn't for him, I would not have graduated college. I mean, he really he'd do most of your papers and stuff. Yeah, uh, you know that's another <laughs> conversation, but uh, <laughs> uh, at least would have failed a couple classes that he helped me through. And uh, so he's no intellectual slouch, and he struggled, but he passed it. And yeah, he is yeah. making six figures. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, if you think about it, there's a lot on the line. <laughs> All right, now that I'm feeling depressed. Yeah, you know, you, yeah, you could have. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, dumping some salt in those wounds. <laughs> no, but uh, don't worry. I'm wishing I would have gone down that path too. Right now, yeah. Brad, so. <laughs> it's 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 interesting because uh, you know the job itself was rather monotonous to me. I mean, I, I yep. and I'm looking at you know working in a nuclear power plant on the ship. So our days consisted of. You know, we did our Westpacs, you know, doing laps around the Persian Gulf and, you know, uh, in a steam plant, you know, where you just walk in and you're sweating oh, yeah. profusely and, uh, you know, your you're main, walking around. Your main goal all day is to not have anything yeah. exciting happen. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Boring day is a safe <laughs> yeah. day. It's Boring day. day is a safe day. Yeah. So, yeah, you're going around just monitoring equipment and, and uh, so there really wasn't a lot... I mean, the best part was doing maintenance, you know, you, at least something yeah. intellectually challenging. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, so just the job satisfaction really wasn't there. And I'm thinking, you know, civilian plant, they run those things at 100% and then nothing happens. You know, you're, nope. not, you're not doing anything, you know. Yeah. Um, other than maintenance, you know, once in a while. And, you know, so I just, the thought of doing that at that time and that point in my life, just, just like, ah, this is not... Yeah. appeal to me well, at all and I mean yeah even though you may look back now and and think like you know for a long-term outlook I regret that decision at the time you made the best decision with right. what you had yeah and it was much more exciting to you know be part of a startup and oh for sure um you know that was looking for that to be my future yeah. and uh um you know newly married and I think we had a our first one on the way so that was, yeah, it was pretty devastating when, uh, you know, the, the work just was not showing up. So, you know, I remember going, you know, a month at a time without getting paid and, you know, mm. got a mortgage at that point. And I was yeah. like, I don't know what to do. You know, I scary. changed my major from engineering to business, trying, but it was too late at that point, you know, trying to, so you just, it's one of those things I've, I've 
went on to work at Iwood and it was, you know, I had to do something just to, you know, make ends meet and um, I enjoyed the work, you know, I enjoyed the, the camaraderie with the people out there and, uh, but again, the same thing, you know, that was around 2008 and they were uh, struggling too. And, yeah, bottom fell out there uh, too. You know, just massive debt <coughs> and, um, but uh, the Howards were always really good to me and my family, and um, and it was tough to to say goodbye. I mean, it was you know, uh, but I think in the in the long run it was the right decision, you yeah. know, um, and you know working for Mike and Terry, it's it's been a, um, it's been a really um, good ad- adventure. You know, we've had some ups and downs and challenges, but I think overall, I think we've uh, accomplish a lot of good things, and I look forward to, uh, you know, w- yeah. what lies ahead. So, you don't have to kiss his ass if you don't want. I, I just, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, <laughs> that's the way it's the, my that's, opportunity. That's the way the world works. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> get, get those, get those in now while I can. Yeah, it's recorded. Get them brownie <laughs> points. No, no, no. I said you were great. Remember. <laughs> No, Brad's done some pretty impressive stuff too. He's here. I mean, uh, you know, he's got his name on some more than one software website. As uh, you know, with the quotes from him, and I know oh, really? the folks from Top Solid and uh, Autodesk. Um, you know, both have sent multiple referees here. The most impressive was that you know when uh, Solder Woodworking yeah. came up. I mean, that is a big company. With yeah. I can't remember how many engineers, but they sent their senior engineering team up here to see what we're doing with woodworker for inventor and oh yeah. really yeah yeah, there you yeah. Go. not to see what we were doing see what Brad was doing all right <laughs> see we'll we see what could be done with it so yeah so it's, it's fun I can I know we, I mean it's been a little while but you know for quite a while there we were really pushing um what's our reseller's name uh, oh Whitem Whitem Steve yeah yeah like I could tell that you were just it's kind of like. Uh, Who's that? Who's Whitem? He's our Autodesk reseller, and yeah. he's also the reseller for Woodwork for Inventor, which is a great, <coughs> great tool that we use. Yeah. Um, okay. In fact, Joe and I was met with Joe yesterday, and he was talking about wanting to learn more about how to use some of those tools because some of them are great and they're been really nice. Yeah. So, and what do you mean when you say reseller? Like the retailer, like you know, like a dealer. Oh, for the software. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So there's two, yeah. He yeah. dealer is a reseller is a way too nice of a name. Dealer is better, is it? And I mean that in this on the street corner, street get corner you hooked, no choice but to come yeah. back type of dealer. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. First, first upgrade packs free. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? first, yeah, yeah right. Check, check out this model. Uh-huh. Kids yeah. are like, what? Yeah, it was. I remember, you know, uh, looking at inventor and and. Uh, trying to do some of the stuff that we're trying to do here and it's like this got to be a better way this is ridiculous you know uh you know having to manage each part by itself and you know the copy and there just was not a good way to copy stuff yeah, copy I mean, we did that, you know and i didn't i mean we got some big assemblies but i guess i didn't appreciate that most people don't have assemblies that large yeah you know, even going over to, like, uh, we went over to, a few years ago, we took a tour over to Century. Yeah. And they're making big machine tools. Yeah. I mean, they're those a huge are, operation, right? They, they're a huge operation, and their machines are pretty big. Mm-hmm. But even their machines had, even a, even a large extrusion machine, I mean, extrusion machine, things big, bigger than this room. Yeah. You know, yeah. made parts, and it still wasn't even close as far as the number of parts of one of our serving counters. Right. 
man, this is a huge assembly. It's got like 140 parts. Brad's like, my serving counter, I'm working on is 1,228. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, literally, those it's, that's the difference in, in scope and so then yeah. and Venter. The way especially we were first doing it, whew. Well, the well, thing is, software at the time and the yeah. way we were doing it, it yeah. just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. Yeah. It so, went, yeah, you, you'd wait and wait for things to open up and the mm-hmm. software would crash on you. And then if you made a change, you know, all of a sudden everything just like... And it's like, I literally watched it on the screen. Like parts that appeared to be unrelated, all of a sudden go boop, yeah. and like float off into space. You're like, what the? Really? What's going on? Why did I change the top? Why did the legs pop out? That, I, I just and then trying to figure out how to put them back. You know, you think, well, I just put them back. Yeah, no, not no. that easy. I just can't get out of my head. Someone on a street corner selling software. I just can't get out of my head. <laughs> hey, man, you can do compound radius with this. <laughs> People are walking by like, what the hell are you doing? <clears throat> can I smoke it? No, no. But it's compatible with Windows 10. What? <laughs> yeah. You said you were um, doing laps in the Pacific. Is that where you spent most of your time? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I did most of my training in Florida, in Orlando. And then uh, um, we, the nuke school is broken up into two halves. Basically, you, you go to... Well, there's a pre, there's kind of a, a precursor to going to nuke school. So that depending on what, there's three different you know categories. You're either mechanic, electrician, or electronic technicians. And I was a mechanic, so there was a 13 week program or uh, class that you want you to kind of get you familiar with mechanical okay. uh, equipment. And uh, and then after that, we went to nuke school, which was uh, six months of just, you know, classroom learning, you know, physics, thermodynamics, hydrodynamics, reactor theory, stuff like that. And then uh, after that, you went to get some hands-on training. So that was out in Idaho. And uh, so that's where I first got a good taste of skiing, mm. real skiing. Yeah. Not, uh, yeah. Uh, up in the this Targhee National Forest. That was... Uh, I've never been real skiing. It was a lot of fun. Well, now, you know, there's... I don't know that... I, this point i'm not sure i will i don't know we were talking about this before skiing scares the shit out of me <laughs> i don't know it's just a because oh, there's so much fun there's a couple of of uh, ski resorts in virginia but i mean that's the appalachians and so you've got what four thousand five thousand foot it's not right idaho it's not these 10 12 000 well that's foot. it's the skiing elevation i mean that's you know elevation, like around here elevation got, change you mean right yeah you've got so five i mean have. Most ski resorts in Michigan is about 500 feet around here. Yeah, uh, skiing the skiing, you know, elevation. And so out in you could have, Tahoe's, yeah. you know, a couple thousand feet. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, the base elevations are usually around 8,000 feet or so, seven yeah. eight thousand feet. But um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm used to, you know, fully wooded. <laughs> it's like that's a mountain, you know. Out east, that's you know, look at that mountain, and then everybody, you know, yeah. that's seen the Rockies are like, you know, yeah, it's like, uh, well, crocodile don't do that, it's not a mountain, there's a mountain, you know, yeah, a mountain. 10, 12,000 feet and stuff. So, but yeah, no, I can remember I, going to get my first pair of skis, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a real skier. I went out <laughs> a lot, first, first pair were like two tens, you know, like a race ski, and you know, when you're stripping, we're not, you know, skiing downhill, it's those are some. Those was are that some the big, length? 
The length, yeah. They yeah, were, they and but back, changed dramatically since back then. back then in the old days. Yeah, that was <laughs> a long time ago. They ran a lot longer. I remember I had a pair of uh, Dina stars that were two oh fours. Yeah, not that. I mean, that'd be like that long. That's real long. Okay. Yeah, I mean they were GS, so they would have been a little bit longer. But even that was pretty long. They're pretty good because so I jumped a bunch on them, blew the tips apart, and got them replaced under warranty, and they got the skis I have now. Is it the, Which literally, I skied. I was out skiing uh, at Crystal a couple weeks ago. I skied past one of those benches made out of skis. I was like, the skis on that bench are newer than the ones <laughs> I'm skiing on right now. Yeah. So is it the longer they are, the faster you go, or what's the That's relationship? That's theory there? back in the day. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now they've shortened them up. I mean, they'll still be a little longer, but now uh, that was before um, they started doing the really big side cut, which really shortened up the skis. Okay. You know, because the, the turn radius is, you know, um, dictated by the amount of side cut, which also is on the length of the ski. And as you push that ski down, it'll make an arc, and your ski will follow that arc. Okay, we so say side cut, like the profile? Uh-huh, the, the difference between the tip, the tail, and the waist. So if you draw a line, uh, you know, the... So if it's super, it's like a wasp waist, then you'll have a tighter turning radius? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Where else did you go in the Pacific, then? Actually, let's back up. You said training was in Orlando. Yeah. And you said something about the, the Navy had, like, a deal with, or the military had a deal with, uh, like, Disney World. And the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And stuff. yeah. Uh, uh, if you were in the military at the time, you could get in all the theme parks for free. So, and I never did make it to no. Disney World. I mean, 19-year-old. Yeah. Kid, you know, that just wasn't on my list of things to do. It was sure. more... Uh, Go see Mickey and Minnie. Yeah. <laughs> I was more into uh, medieval times. All right. <laughs> Bring me another beer, wench. <laughs> I've never been to one. I want to go, but oh, I remember Travis was in Dallas, and he's like, dude, they're like 60 bucks a person to go there. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, just, well, yeah, but time. I mean, they do like live it's a show. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not it's like a... It's not like just like a turkey leg meal and some meat. You actually get a show. So, yeah. yeah you got to check it out once, you know. I, I don't think there's any... Man, maybe... What epitomizes, like, America? <laughs> a totally, like, fake, recreated, you know, medieval castle with this excess amount of food and people riding horses trying to stab each other in front of you. <laughs> I got to check it out, though. I got to check it out one of these days. Yeah, so I mean, are all the employees like they stay in character the whole time? Is that like part of yeah, the, yeah, it? really? Oh, yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's right, we went, man, a long time ago, as kids, I can't believe my parents took us there. Actually, <laughs> where did you? We didn't have that much money to go to like things like medieval times. But where is the one that you went to? Because I imagine they, Chicago okay, or California or probably around the country. Yeah, yeah there's a few in big cities. Yep. So. Well, man, yeah, getting in that park free, you save a lot of money. That's so freaking expensive to go to those, isn't it? Yeah, and they had the uh, uh, Universal Studios, and I remember the big ride there was uh, like Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not dating me. I don't know what that is. Simulator. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, big no. That's a good ride. Oh. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Back to the Future. Yeah, we talked about that recently because I just recently watched Back to the Future 3. The one in the West? Uh, no, well, maybe it wasn't two. Is two is this like abomination? Yeah, two like, is the dark one 
That's yeah, awful. just the, everything about it's awful. Yeah, the script, the, the makeup, plot, the acting, the makeup, the yeah, it's awful. premise of it is like, ugh. Yeah, I mean, well, I think anytime you deal with time travel in any kind of medium, it's difficult to keep track. But when you just like are relying on the name to make money and not the story, and you just stop caring about any kind of continuity, <laughs> then it really shows. <laughs> you know, I guess with that one, Crispin Glover wanted a lot more money. And he wanted a higher billing than they were going to give him. And who is that? He's the dad, George McFly. And the young George McFly. Uh, uh, well, no, he played both of them. I'm sorry. He played both. Yeah. And uh, so they said no, and he said, fine, I'm out. So he wasn't even in the second or the third one. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope they're not going to Indiana Jones it and try to come out with a fourth one. It's like, just let it go. Stop <laughs> doing this. Anyway, so back, um, where else did you go in the Pacific? Um, so our travels over to the Persian Gulf. So I did two tours. Westpac oh, is what they yeah. call to the Persian Gulf, and that was during Iraq, Iraq Iraqi Freedom, I guess. We uh, provided uh, or basically enforced the no-fly zone over uh, Iraq. They, after the Kuwait invasion, they were no longer allowed to fly, so... Um, so this is early 2000s then, right? No, this was uh, 90s, early 90s. Early 90s? Okay. Yeah, 90, well, 93 was, I guess mid-90s. 93 was my first Westpac, and oh, then okay. uh, 95 was the last one. And uh, so we would stop, you know, on the way over to Hawaii, and then uh, the, first, the first one we stopped in Hong Kong. That was an interesting experience. Uh, I remember... Uh, walking through and i it's so funny because it seems like a dream now it's, it's so long ago but you kind of remember bits and pieces mm -hmm. and uh we were walking through this market and i was just trying to take in this it was it's it's such a different environment than okay. what you're, we're used to here in the united states culturally but, uh, culturally yeah sure. and uh you know like they have these cages of live chickens just like <laughs> sitting there and uh, I remember I was started walking. I had up this old uh, uh, camcorder, and I was walking through, and people come up and like, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't record. You couldn't. Yeah, they they were throwing a fit about me recording in this market, and and uh, so I I I held it down here, and I kept an eye because yeah. I was, you know, to kind of capture that. But they had like these plates of like guessing like chicken feet that were cut off that you could snack on if you wanted oh. to, and yeah. uh, I remember you know these. Big slabs of some kind of meat. I'm assuming it wasn't dog, but you know, just out in the open. Yeah, and then they you want a sandwich, they just carve right oh, off of that. And man, it was yeah, it was different. And uh, you could you could get stuff relatively cheap over there. I remember, you had to be careful with what you bought. You know, electronics were really cheap, but it had to be you know compatible with stuff over here in the U.S. Yeah. But anyways, um, so that was uh, Hong Kong, and I think. Uh, the highlight was we took a uh, it was kind of a train trolley up to Victoria Peak, and I remember sitting in that as you're going up the side of this mountain, and they're like, I don't know, it seemed really steep. So you're sitting in this car, you're just like <laughs> going up the side of this. It was I don't know something pulling you up there, but yeah. it wasn't a, like it wasn't a gondola, but uh, you were on a track actually, yeah, okay. going up there, and that was that was cool. Just standing up top, looking over the city, and. You know, I know it's developed more since then, but uh, um, 
And then uh, the second Westpac, we stopped in Hong Kong and in uh, Singapore. Mm. And uh, my highlight there was going to the Hard Rock Cafe, kind of when okay. those were big. And uh, so it was, it was interesting. So how is Singapore? I've heard, like, they've got some really, they're, like, super, super strict. Yeah. I don't know if that's, like, a new I remember thing the kid or... that went around, it was some kid in the military went around spray painting, you know, ended up uh, getting caught, and they were talking about caning them because yeah. that's what they would do. Was it spray paint? I'm pretty sure it was? it was like graffiti, yeah. Because I know that they have the finger <coughs> out gum. Yeah, or like chewing gum. Yeah. Because I guess at one point it was getting so bad that they're having problems with the utilities, like the sewers and huh. and stuff like that, and, and sensors on the, the public transport, like the subways and stuff like that. And so the leader at the time was just like, all right, that's it. No gum. Huh. So you cannot chew buy nothing yeah they're pretty gum. strict with their littering and all yeah. those all it was it was stuff. a very clear i mean that sticks clearly on my mind how clean the city was okay when we were over there and uh i remember you could get shirts that said you know i got away with this and this and this and this and uh-huh. this it was like your souvenir shirt and all the stuff you got away with while you were in singapore <laughs> chewing gum and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever chewing gum i dropped a wrapper yeah. in singapore <laughs> Of course, people don't do if you drop a wrapper and immediately get caned. Whack, whack, yeah. 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 I'll never do that again. Right. Sorry. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, and um, Hong Kong, how did they, how did they treat that mashup of the, like the Western and the Eastern cultures? Because that was a British territory. At the time, yeah. So did you see a lot of British influence there? Or not really? No. Oh, no, okay. it was Asian. It was, uh, uh, oh, it was interesting too, because that, I mean, there's kind of like, Things, you know, uh, like the Jade Market. I remember going to the Jade Market, uh, and I think that was in Kowloon uh, uh, that we went to. And, you know, just walking around and, you know, things that we went to, I remember, taxi cab ride to a beach one day and spent the day at the beach uh, just hanging out. But, you know, we tried to take in some of the uh, culture mm-hmm. of the time. I remember my buddy was trying to, we wanted to go and eat authentic Chinese food, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we went to this one spot. It, it was downtown Hong Kong somewhere, and it, you know I'm six foot two, mm-hmm. and I remember walking in. The ceilings were like <laughs> I don't know, they're just really low. I walked in the bathroom, and I think the ceiling was six foot. And I'm like ducking it to get mm-hmm. in there, and <laughs> but I was, you know. I, Especially after walking through the market, I was always kind of skeptical of, you know, where to eat, what to eat. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm looking for McDonald's or Pizza Hut sure. or something like that. And even that was a little, it didn't taste quite right. So. Sure. But, uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. And, uh, yeah, with Singapore, I, I don't remember. We were only there for a couple of days, but uh, it was... I remember going to a water park because it was just ridiculously hot mm. and uh, hanging out there. And we went to, uh, I think it was a zoo, got to hang out with some. I have a picture somewhere, had like three orangutans around me. Oh, so cool. My old family members, you know. <laughs> but uh, it was, yeah, it was interesting. Just the different, uh, different culture, different, uh, there's things I remember that I, I don't know if it's, you know, did I dream that? Did I, you know, is that yeah. really something I experienced? Um, it's interesting you say that because I'm reading a book now. One of my favorite podcasts is The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. Uh-huh. It came out with a book. 
And I'm, I'm just like, I don't know, 30 or 40 pages into it. But the part that I'm reading right now is all about memory fallibility. Yeah. And like how our brains actually construct a memory. So it's not like, I think the common perception is, oh, you just have like a, a camcorder in your head and it records. No, not at all. I said more than likely, like if you have a favorite memory from childhood that you recall often, the research shows that more than likely it is at least partially, if not completely false. Hmm. Not that the event, like for example, I have a memory of when I was really young, like four, and I stole like a little balloon from a, I don't know, a convenience store or something like that. It's not saying that the event didn't happen, but what it's saying is that the color of the balloon or the way the store looked or the order of events probably didn't happen the way I remember it. Hmm. So it's just, I don't know, it's really interesting how and there's all different kinds of memory and how the, the brain favors continuity over everything else. Hmm. Accuracy, you know, true or false, you know, everything. Yeah. So what our brain does is, like it or not, we all have these preconceived notions and biases. And so the brain will um, modify the memory to fit in with that narrative that we already have. It's, really, it's super interesting. Anyway, go ahead. Rain tank. Go. Rain tank. Yeah, so <laughs> the next stop would have been the uh, Persian Gulf, and we would port in uh, Jabali. Okay. And uh, it was, I don't know, probably 20 miles south of Dubai. Okay. Uh, was at the time the largest uh, port in the Gulf. And uh, it was, man. If you look up pictures of Dubai I, in 1990, I have seen a couple. It, it's okay. it's weird. I mean, it was. I remember they didn't have a giant palm shaped island. They did not have a giant palm shaped island. They didn't have any of that stuff. It's nothing like what it is now. And uh, I remember, um, you know, of course you, you you had to haggle for everything, and that was true in Dubai, oh, really, and, or in Hong Kong, and um, you know, taxi cab you'd haggle for. You know the price of a ride up to Dubai, and sure. they'd have taxi cabs lined up just honking at you, you know, trying yeah. to get you to go. And um, but you're you're taking this ride up to Dubai, and it's just like all desert, it's all sand, yeah. you know. And um, all of a sudden there'd be this lush green golf course. Yeah, I, I mean, it was sand all around it, but there's like these, you know, green golf courses out in the middle. It seemed like the desert, you know, and. I remember spotting some camels and thinking that was pretty cool, just kind of off walking. That's cool. Uh, and then you kind of come up in Dubai, and it was just all these, like, concrete buildings that they were just putting up. So there was just, you know, <coughs> several of them. You know, you see steel yeah. skeletons and whatnot, but... Uh, just boom. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah they're unfinished completely. It was, it was just odd. That's weird. And yeah, uh, I mean, all sand around. It almost looked like something out of, you know... Uh, Road warrior or something. Yeah, you know? sure. Just as, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, but uh, we got to Dubai, and it was, uh, I don't remember a lot of the city. I remember, you know, again, we would find a hotel to stay at, and the hotels are really pretty nice, and, uh, you know, just so we had a place to go swimming. And, uh, we, you know, we had to follow the culture. Uh, sure. The other thing was they had, like, a malls. The malls would shut down from, like, 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock. And then uh, they had open up in the evening. You know, it was, oh, it was, was the time. The, 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 I don't know. The or heat, the uh, rest, the religion. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, hmm. But uh, we would just kind of walk around the mall. And I remember back then you could get, uh, uh, 
the big thing was like cassette tapes and you could get whatever music you want. They were like two, three bucks. You know, you normally pay 11, 12 bucks here in the States and you know, you could get whatever you wanted. So it was all like bootleg stuff, it seemed like. And that's funny. The the perfume, uh, uh, colognes and stuff like that, you would get the oil. You know, so the expensive colognes, uh, the one I remember is Dakar. Yeah, Dakar. Dakar. Dakar, yeah. And uh, you could get the, a, a bottle of oil, you know, for like 20 bucks or whatever oh, it was. Yeah. And um, So we'd look for stuff like that. And I remember going to the Gold Souk, and that was kind of interesting. Again, you're haggling for everything. And uh, back then you were haggling for the price of the gold. So it wasn't the craftsmanship. You know, you could find a bracelet or, okay. you know, whatever gold you wanted, but you would sit there and haggle with them over the, the price per ounce of gold. Oh, okay. And uh, it was this whole thing. You'd walk up to somebody, you'd find, they'd, they'd latch on to you. They'd, sure. And uh, you'd have to be willing to walk away. So yeah. too bad I didn't have uh, Trump's art of the deal back then. There you go. <laughs> Man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm the worst, worst bartender. <laughs> I just have no, I don't know, maybe it's just my social anxiety. <laughs> You know, it's like, I don't want to suggest a lot of price because I want you to like me. Yeah. Here, I want you to pay me. <laughs> That's the way it is over here, too, sure. you know. But, sure. uh, well, my, my grandma, you know, she was from a village in Cyprus. And even, you know, coming over here, and I remember even, like, as a teenager, you know, she came over here in 1950, 1950. So she wasn't new to the culture, but she never stopped. You know, she would go, she was in her 70s and would go to a... Uh, I don't know. She was a seamstress, so she would mm. go to buy some fabric and try to haggle with the cashier. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, man, I, 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 I haven't gotten. Know. I really haven't gotten them to budget Meyer. Yeah, right. No, yeah. 150 dollars with the groceries. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one hundred twenty. That's all I got. I give you one hundred twenty. I give you one hundred twenty for that basket. You want to restock them all? I don't know. No, one hundred twenty. One hundred twenty-five. All right. One hundred twenty. One twenty-five. All right. I'm willing to walk away here. <laughs> I'm willing to walk away. So I, 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 I hope to Walmart. I don't yeah. care. Oh, yeah. Let me, yeah. I'll get the eggs for you know, 88 cents a dozen. What do you think of that? It's like, dude, I'm 18. I'm working this hourly job just to get the hell out of this town. So you want to go to Walmart? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. oh that's funny. I think the best experience. Uh, oh, that was in that was in Singapore. Yeah, because we're kind of making our our. Uh, trip around the, our final stop on the on the uh first the first tour was australia and i'd love to go back there again someday that was a lot of fun in uh perth mm. but i remember uh It'd take a while to get to australia by ship yeah sure yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it takes a while uh, i would love to go to australia but i'm a severe arachnophobe <laughs> and just the thought of some of those monsters over there just scares the shit out of me. Uh, like, I was used to listen to a podcast that was out of Australia, and the guy, one guy was talking about, yeah, I was going down the street, and a huntsman ran across my window. I was driving down the street. Oh, I'm man. Like, what? Was that? So I look up huntsman. Yeah. These things get 11 inches across, these freaking spiders. Man, that's and a it's big like, spider. It's a big spider. I would not, and he was just like, yeah, it kind of freaked me out. It's like, I would have bailed at 50 miles an hour. If that happened, good thing it was that was it inside or outside. He said it was inside the windshield. Oh. I was just door open. And How I'm can rolling. you miss that? <laughs> oh. Start crawling up out of there. Oh, that just absolutely terrifies me. I cannot handle it. <laughs> cannot handle it. Yeah, I'm just picturing the high pitched uh, scream. Oh, <laughs> that thing crawls out on his leg. Glass shattering. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it sounds just like that. <laughs> 
Do you ever see that movie Accepted with Justin Long and Jonah Hill? No. They're, it's, it's about their, like they get rejected from the local college so they decide to start up their own. <laughs> and they find like this abandoned hospital out of, I don't know, something. And they're, and they're poking around in it. They had to break in and they, so like a, a wrapped mummy or body falls out of the ceiling or something. like. Or it might have been like a skeleton for a classroom. Yeah. And Jonah Hill does exactly that. And when I saw that, I'm like, that's exactly what I sound like when I see a spider. <laughs> Yeah. But you, you said you really liked Perth? Yeah, Perth was a uh, uh, very welcoming place to military. I know in, in Dubai, you know, you'd, you kind of had to be somewhat careful walking around. Mm-hmm. They did not want us there. Okay. Um, so they weren't really warm to the U.S. presence there. Sure. Um, it wasn't terrible, but, you know... Um, Perth was, yeah, you walk into a pub and people were buying you pints. Nice. You know, and um, that's why I was I, I was thinking back on it. And um, we ended up meeting when we were in Singapore. We were at a, at a pub and met a Foster's rep there. And he bought us Foster's all night long. <laughs> so I, I became a, a Foster's fan yeah. that night. I was like, yeah, I can drink this. Is it good? I've never had it. Yeah. Uh, it's probably like Budweiser, okay, you know, it's just a standard. maybe a little nuttier or something. I don't know. It's the middle uh, of the road. Yeah. The beer. Okay. It's Australian's version of, yeah, Budweiser. Okay. But, uh, um, yeah, it was, uh, I remember in, in Perth getting my first real Guinness. Mm. And uh, I know there's different, you know, depending on where you are in the world. Yeah. But uh, we drank a lot of Guinness. And one thing <laughs> so I remember good. is waking up the next day thinking, yeah, I should have a really bad hangover right now, but I feel pretty good. It's the magic of Guinness. And, I love uh, that stuff. Let's do that again. That was fun. Yeah, just get on tap. I've heard that, um, so over here, the stuff that you get on tap, if you want to get that from the store, you have to get specifically the Guinness Extra Stout because they do have a product over here called Guinness Draft. But apparently that is Guinness's attempt to appeal to, like, the American beer palate. Okay. And so it's not it's it's not the Guinness you get in. Well, I like the, the Guinness in the, tap. that you get out of the cans with the little plastic thing in it. That's what I'm nitrogen. talking about. Is the draft? Yeah. Oh, that's see, good. that's what they. I think that's what they said. They use nitrogen over there. Yeah, something yeah, in the nitrogen the, tap. Yeah. Yeah. Pre- preservative process that. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Nitrogen's, yeah, it's just a lot finer bubble. Yeah. A smoother, finer bubble. So, I know North Peak has, well, the North Peak and Kilkenny's essentially share the same beer, but they, they make minor modifications, so it's not the exact same. So, I think mm-hmm. in Kilkenny's... One they, they serve downstairs, one they serve upstairs. Yes. That's no, the that's change. it. That's exact. Well, <coughs> the one, so, I don't remember what the red is called in North Peak, but the one they serve in Kilkenny's, I think it's called Marble City Red, and it all it is is the red they serve upstairs. Siren. With what is it? Siren. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But they ni- it's nitrogen instead of carbon dioxide. So in Kilkenny's it's that, but it's nitrogen. <clears throat> it is tasty. Yeah. Yeah, the nitrogen pours are can be real, good. Real creamy. creamy. What did I have the other That's day? Well, that was that right brain, the cakewalk. Is a nitrogen pour, but it's too it was too sweet for me. Okay. With the nitrogen combined with the nitrogen pour, which smooths it out even more. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard Australia is very uh, um, yeah. hospitality. Yeah. No. Yeah. And the, and 
the western side of Australia too is you know quite a bit more laid back. Okay. Than the than where Perth is. Perth is on the yeah on the very west, the west end of okay. Australia and where Sydney <coughs> and uh, Melbourne the east Melbourne are on the east side. So. Okay. But yeah, it was we were supposed to go down to uh, Tasmania too, but oh, we didn't really? make it. So. Yeah, it was interesting that the the one the one tour um, we got pulled out of the golf early um, <clears throat> to go provide air support for Somalia when the mm-hmm. Somalian conflict was going on and right around where they they did a movie on Black Hawk Down mm-hmm. and um, we were over there that summer and uh, I remember uh, hearing the orders that we were we were heading over to basically do laps around off the coast of Somalia mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it was such a relief to get out of the golf it is, I mean it's just unbelievably hot and humid I've heard that you know on an aircraft carrier and there's you know this is not a lot to do so it's pretty pretty boring life and yeah. uh, so we we missed our we were just about to go on a port too and we missed it so I remember the uh, the exciting thing was is if you're out to sea more than 45 days, um, you got two free beers. <laughs> so like, we were like the the ship. The ship. Yeah. Oh, the ship would provide. Ship was yeah. The ship was if it you know you're supposed to port maybe every three four weeks okay. and uh, <clears throat> for a few days. And so we were out for 45 days as a result of that. And I remember. They they had a big steel beach. They called steel beach picnic. So I was on an aircraft carrier and mm. flight deck. They'd break out the grills and they nice. had you know these big uh, <coughs> bins of you know filled with ice and beer and you nice. know. So the two beer limit was uh, <laughs> not strongly enforced. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, all of a sudden I, I noticed that there was a lot of other uh, alcoholic beverages being. Where did that come from? Where did that mm. fifth of jack come from? <laughs> <laughs> Vodka. And, <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, a lot of hungover guys uh, the next day, so, but uh, it was... Man, the enemy just waits and yeah. waits till the Navy yeah. has a barbecue on deck, and then the next day... They start smelling so the burgers. Six, Let's go. 6 a.m. Right. tomorrow, we roll, boys. <laughs> we they are gonna be, they're going to be slow on the trigger. Yeah. Had yeah. a skiff of Somali pirates taking U.S. <laughs> aircraft carrier. <laughs> well, that was pretty easy, you know, we just went on board, everybody was passed out, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's... See, we just banged the pots and pans real loud together a couple times, yeah. and they buckled like... Anybody? Uh, they folded like a wet napkin. <laughs> no, honey, they don't do it again. Just it so again. loud. Just, here, here's the keys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that uh, brings up an, another interesting story. We were, in, uh, we were in Hong Kong, and so the ship was out, port, they would port out in, uh, in the open water, mm-hmm. and uh, or anchor, I guess it's, out in the open water, and um, we had uh, so the aircraft carrier has two reactors on it and uh, four diesel generators for power, and uh, we were on a skeleton crew, and we uh, we had one reactor down for maintenance, and I think uh, two diesel generators were uh, gag. They call it gag for ma- shut down for maintenance. Okay. And um, they had an incident in the, the second reactor where um, one of the rods dropped, so they have to do a, a shutdown. They have a rapid shutdown. They call it scramming the reactor, and 
Um, and basically the diesel generators pick up at that point. And I remember one of the diesel generators wouldn't start. So all the ship's power is running basically on one diesel Ooh. generator. And it created quite the incident. And, you know, everybody's off. The reactor officer was off uh, ship and um, uh, reactor mechanical officer, so second in command. I remember he uh, had just gotten back on and he was three sheets to the wind and comes downstairs, yeah, it's all right. And it just, it just forever, remember, you know, just these reeks of alcohol. Yeah. It's like, hey, we got it, we got it, we're good. It was, just, it was comical. Can I help? Can I help? <laughs> no, you can go back to sleep. So I don't. I don't remember how quickly they got it back up and going, but the, the, the point was is that pretty much everything failed except for one, and that's why they, oh, wow. the redundancy, yeah. you know, they just, massive amounts of redundancy in, yep. in the military yep. for stuff like that, so. Well, that's what my, my buddy at the power plant said, you know, a button does not get pushed until three people approve it, yeah. and there's three buttons for the same thing everything is a backup of a backup of a backup yeah. hey i mean i'm fine with that right you know yeah it was it was definitely interesting I, uh so my worst fail in the in the <laughs> in the navy was we were just finishing up doing laps off of uh somalia and we're heading to uh the persian gulf so i was down doing maintenance on one of the uh, oil purifiers and um <laughs> oh man so there's eight service eight eight turbine generators so a nuclear power plant's a steam plant and uh it uses steam to power um uh, a generator so there was four generators for ship service and then there was four generators for the reactor pumps themselves. Okay. And um, the, um, the the captain had just come on and give the spiel about, you know, we're finally going home and they start playing Motley Cruz mm. going home song and mm. we're all standing around listening. Well I had I had put the the oil level is a little low and I had I don't remember exactly how the procedure went, but I was filling it back up. And completely forgot about it. Okay. And, um, you know, everybody's just kind of staring around talking about it. We're all, you know, looking forward to going home. Well, the two coolant generators, and I was on watch for that area at the time, I, I walk back and all of a sudden there's oil pulling out of these coolant generators oh, no. all over the place. And I'm like, holy... And... I went and you just go into, I mean, we trained for this sure. stuff and it's when an automatic moment, I called it away. They scrammed the reactor. They had to shut the reactor down. <laughs> so we're just getting ready to go. Right. And, and he, uh, I'm calling this drill or this, this incident away. And I, and I'm the, the reactor mechanical assistant comes down and it dawns on me what I had done. And I'm like, Oh, and I walked up to him and told him, I was like, you know, I got caught up in what was going on. I was filling up the oil purifier. This is my fault. 
and and actually he gave me kudos out of the whole thing because sure. the way that I responded to it, yeah. it still got written up, but well. <laughs> caused a caused an incident. But you know the the fact Stop that the Motley Crue song. Yep. <laughs> Thanks to Brad, we're not going on for a couple more. Six thousand guys. <laughs> <laughs> the record school. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that was my one big fail, but. Uh, that, I mean, no, I'm sure he respected you for owning up. It was silly, not trying to hide it, not trying to, you know. Yeah, you're not hiding that. The so the best thing you can do is just, <laughs> oh, yeah. They're going to figure it out sooner or yeah. later. Why is there so much oil in this? <laughs> what crap. So, yeah, you just own up and take your lashings. Yeah. But, uh, well, I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of. How old were you at the time, though? 20? 21? 20, 21, yeah. Oh, shit happens. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and really, it was, I think. Like you said, a supervisor or boss or whatever is going to actually appreciate, yep, I messed up. It's my fault. I tell you what, mm-hmm. that thing never stopped leaking oil after that. I mean, we would really we'd, we had to go back in because the seals, the gaskets on there, I mean, it did something to a couple of the, and they were, uh, the piece of equipment that came out, they called it an oil precipitator, which basically the fumes would come out and it would kind of burn them off, went through this... Uh, heating coil um but uh you know they were designed to you know something happened over you know they were just yeah kind of like a relief valve i guess yeah but without those generators going i mean that they can't run the pumps so yeah. they have to shut the reactor down and, mm-hmm. um yeah it was <laughs> it was quite the experience but but we made it to Australia and, you know, back home. And one of the other cool experiences was uh, the last tour we did, uh, they had a, um, what they call a Tiger Cruise. So my dad was able to fly out to Hawaii and ride on the aircraft carrier back to Alameda uh, awesome. with us. So That's awesome. He enjoyed that, loved it. Got to actually drive the aircraft carrier. Holy crap, are you serious? Yeah, I'd love to do that. And uh, that's awesome. That's basically it consisted of here. You can put your hands yeah. here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like we were doing hard, you know, no. banks and. Uh, but yeah, we got into. <laughs> I remember that. I got sixty knots, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta imagine the uh, reaction time of an aircraft carrier. You don't just whip the wheel and things starts turning. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's yeah. amazing when you're under full speed, and that's really the impressive thing about those uh, aircraft carriers is they're really limited on torque the, the, okay. the amount of power that it generates the ships can go faster yeah but i was told at one point that and and you have to think these shafts are three feet in diameter sure and they're filled with like a silica sand and so oh, they're hollow oh okay uh, and they do that so that it allows them to twist so the, the propellers i have no idea how big in diameter 20 30 feet in oh, diameter, sure, sure. the, the got propellers it. are, but, yeah. you know, you can uh, uh, imagine the amount of torque, you know, that is put on that when you when you go full steam, um, but then the longer shafts, supposedly they twist about two and a half times from the bull gear to oh, the propeller, crap. you know, because so it's so, so much torque. That's actually why one of those, and I can't remember what it was, if it was... Uh, I think it must have been that Finnish frigate that, that sank or, or something like that because 
they've got the sealable bulk, you know, sealable compartments in there to try mm-hmm. and keep the water. But one thing that they didn't account for in the design was those hollow shafts. Um, and so one of those got breached or did and it, and so all the seawater came in through the seawater came in through the hollow shaft. So even though they closed off the compartments, uh, it came in through that propeller shaft and filled more of them in than um, it was designed for. Then it was then it was designed yeah, for to nice. actually keep floating. So hmm. Yeah, that's they they produce a tremendous amount of torque and and those things at the time the the aircraft carrier was actually the fastest ship in the fleet. And they had to because they have to generate the wind speed for the planes to take off. Oh. And I think they did uh So they only take the planes only take off when the ship is at full speed? Well they have to generate the speed. So they'll they'll go into if the wind is blowing, but if there's no wind blowing and they, they have, have to, to launch planes, I never thought of that. they have to they have to go fast enough for them to yeah. be able to take off. So that's so interesting. <clears throat> but uh, it, it they they move, you know, and that's all classified. I don't know exactly how fast they go, but I was told at one point that um, I don't say it. When, when black yeah. SUVs are going to no, they, they could uh, they could go fast enough to get a speeding ticket, and that was when the speed limit was fifty five. So sure, I believe it. Wow, that's yeah. something that's what 100,000 100, ton displacement, you know, thousand foot long, yeah, moving at sixty miles an hour or whatever. Yeah, wow. that's it's it's crazy. A lot of momentum. Get out of the way. So they. Uh, I remember on our on our way back on the Tiger Cruise, we were in our roughest seas that I'd ever seen, mm-hmm. and it was pretty cool standing. Uh, you had to stand back away from the the front of the the ship, mm-hmm. but you could go up on the flight deck and and uh, watch the front of that ship kind of come up and then go oh, down. Like and it's the first time it, oh. it wasn't flexing, but the waves were actually coming up high enough. That you could see them over the front of the ship. Well, so the flight deck's what 100 feet off the Six, about 65, 65 feet. 65 feet. Oh, what was the name of the carrier you were in? The Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah, 72. You get in some trouble, Mike. Doing some dark web. Yeah. Searching. <laughs> no, I just remember. Uh, Did you see any spiders in Australia? I saw one. Oh, that's a funny story. I had in Singapore when we were at the zoo. Uh, I saw it's the the black and yellow ones. Or they have oh, pretty long legs. I can't handle those. That's the worst for me. And, um, God, those are just. I remember terrible. going up with my camcorder and I was videotaping, and there was a there's like a little lake behind us. Mm-hmm. And you know when you're zoomed in on it, and my buddy went up and went oh. like that and blew it at me. So I about jumped into oh, the lake behind yeah. me. <laughs> I feel like it's on you me. thought that was I pretty feel, funny. Uh, I feel like it's crawling on. Yeah, me there now. you go. Uh. Oh, I can do extreme high speed turns. Look at that thing. Heck yeah, man. You can see how hard that thing's turning. That's stand corrected. I guess you do turn the wheel and the thing turns. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. (coughs) It was fun doing that, too, because they would, on workups. So before you ever went overseas, we did months of workups. You start going out a couple weeks at a time, Mm. and, you know, you go out for a month at a time, and then, you know, so they get the air crew on board. So the... The airplanes, they flew all the planes on once we got out to sea. Okay. So they weren't on the ship when we were sure. in port. Look um, at that. The I size know. of that thing. And look at the list on that yeah. one. Yeah. maneuver. I, yeah, I'm telling you. was on it when I when they did that stuff. That's awesome. That's, oh, it's a video? Mm-hmm. 
Holy cow. That's not screwing around there. That's impressive. Like, yeah. Should I read off the YouTube URL for our listeners? <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. I can put it in the show notes. V equals F6 O I F P. Just go on YouTube cool. and search. Yeah, I, I don't it. really have a problem picturing those shafts twisting two and a half times. The amount yeah, of torque right. it takes to generate yeah. that amount of propulsive strength. Yeah. yeah. And there's four four propellers on it. Just think of the size of that thing too. The best. Oh yeah, that was another. They did an air show oh, for okay. the. Uh, tigers when we're on a tiger cruise mm -hmm. and you know when you're out to sea you can you can uh exceed the, yeah. the sound barrier you're not, yeah you're not worried about breaking windows i tell you what two f-14s coming yeah. by supersonic is a sight to behold that was cool i still get worked up over that oh, i mean yeah and crack uh, the whip you see that yeah, you do. It's like this misting over them as they're yeah. coming at you. And we would uh, go up and watch the, before we got to Hawaii, they were practicing their air show. And, yeah. Um, they would uh, have those guys fly by mm -hmm. supersonic. So we get to see it three, four times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. It was, it was wicked. Is that the, the radar domes? If you go back. Well, you're not controlling the video, so never mind. That looked like that phalanx yeah. goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. They had four of those, one on each corner of the ship. Those are nuts. Where I I used to work at OptiTemp, mm -hmm. we, we made uh, chillers to cool those things. 3,200 3, rounds a minute, those things fire off. <laughs> yeah. When they go off, it's like a chainsaw. That's what it sounds like. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's real high speed. It's cool. They got like a, a one motor to spin the barrels and another one to feed the ammo or something. These massive. I mean, these rounds are like I don't size know what of, size they size are. Size of a freaking banana. It's insane. Well, thanks, Brad, for coming yeah. on, man. No what, do you, what do you got going next? Still working on uh, the airport? Hey, look, they're still cleaning up from Brad's. During the build-up to our high-speed rounds, we had to do some cleaning of our lube oil. Coolers. <laughs> 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 thanks. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, thanks for over Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Brad. Thanks for over <laughs> like Early 90s, but... Yeah. Oh, Seaman <laughs> <Seaman> and Wingerton. <laughs> Surprised I didn't get busted down for that. funny. <laughs> I can't believe it says that. I write those. There's many comments on how they talk about <laughs> oh. oh, you're famous, man. <laughs> well, cool, Brad. Thanks so much yep. for coming oh. on. <clears throat> yep. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Brad. All righty. Yeah.